1: Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over, but yours has just begun with MyBookie. NFL college ball, brand new cash-out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at MyBookie.ag, or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But... Right now, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ERS49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with my bookie
2: thank god it's friday you already know what time it is i got the great john chapman waiting to talk about them birds right here on the wayne breezy show Red and gold, red and gold. What's going on everybody, Breezy and John? We're back, part two, from the John and Wayne show, which we do every Tuesday. Uh, and, And today is what I like to call get ready for some fried chicken on Friday because we are literally hosting them
1: birds. John, what's going on, baby? Man, it's a great day. And I got to say, shout out to you and your thumbnail-making skills. That (laughs) thing is is on point, man. Thank you, bro. You got the Angry Birds emoji in there? Come on, man. That was awesome. Listen,
2: you know why? It's funny because they remind me of Angry Birds, and lately they've been playing like Angry Birds. And will we get their version of Angry Birds on Sunday? And that's why I got you here, because no one watches film like the great John Chapman.
1: Well, It's interesting, you know, they played the NFC East. All three of their games have been against, you know, the Commanders, the Giants, the Cowboys. No division games yet. And, yeah, you're right. They played every game close, uh, besides the Cowboys, who they blew out. But it's been impressive. You know, early in the year, you always get some of these things like, oh, everybody's like, oh, the Rams are amazing. And then they're one and two. And, and then you're like, oh, man, the Cardinals are so good. Uh, they're still one and two. They're an <laughs> NFL team, they're coached very well. They play very hard. And, you know, I hate Jonathan Gannon. I can't stand that dude. They're showing up ready to play, and he's got his team believing that they can compete. I think this is the week that ends the wing.
2: And, and you know what? I'm. Um, I'm very confident in our 49ers. But I do want to, like, okay, did you get get a chance to watch Deshaun Gibson's interview? Yeah. So he said it best. He said it best. He said, you know what? He's like, they are good. They can run the ball, but they haven't faced this defense yet. And I think that is where it is for me. Like, all teams are good. Until so they run into the San Francisco 49ers, who, my, in my opinion, are, are, are is a great team, right? And so they're great on just about every facet to me, except for special teams. I think that's the weakest link. So if you're going to try to attack the 49ers, you're going to want to try to attack the 49ers there in some type of capacity. But I'm excited because I feel like the buck stops here. You can run all you want until you get to the bay.
1: And that's the thing. Like, the people in the desert at Vegas, they know what's up. And you look at the spreads this week. 14 points, two touchdowns, divisional game. They just beat the Cowboys. The largest spread by five points this week in the NFL. Jeez. I'm just saying. Like, the people that know, they know. And
2: they know, they know, they know. There we go. go. (laughs) They know, they know. So are we still a 14-point just that,
1: right before we went live, still 14.
2: Does that concern you?
1: No, no, wow. no. And it, very similar to what Gibbs said, right? Hey, man, you they ain't played us. They have not played us. And you look at, <clears throat> oh, what's up, Prez? We got Flackers in the, the house. The Prez
2: is me? in the building. He yeah. says, hey, John, thank you for coming to see me in the gold mine last week. Much appreciated. Yeah, the
1: wife and I were walking, walking by, and I was like, yeah, see, there's the gold mine. You know, we've sat there a few times. And I was like, oh. I saw Lee standing up on the back row. And I was like, Babe, I was like, hold on. So I walked over and like tapped him on the leg. I was like, What's up, man? Uh, Happy uh, belated birthday, by the way, Lee. Happy
2: belated birthday,
1: bro. But back to this thing. No, I want us to be the people out front. That's who I want. I want this team to believe like Vegas believes, like we believe in what they are. Not shocked by how any game goes. Because you're going to go out there, and you're just going to – if you play your game, I don't give a damn what the Cardinals do. I don't care what they bring. I don't care about trick plays. Turnovers are going to happen eventually. They haven't happened yet. But this team should be able to overcome all of those things. And remember, the last two times we played the Cardinals, yeah, was it like 33 to 13 or something like that? I thought
2: it was 38. I thought it was 38, 13, 38, 10. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, either I, Either way, it was in the 30s.
1: And that's where we score. So uh, you brought up special teams, which I do think is an issue for the 49ers for sure, but we're ranked 20th. They're ranked 24th. So even the one area where we're like, ah, this could be something bad. We're still ranked ahead of these guys
2: we're going to talk about these rankings. We're going to talk about where they rank defensively, where they rank offensively. I tell you what, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I forgot to thank everybody. We when you're on here, it's like we just jump right into the bang bang. Like we just get right into it. And I forgot to thank everybody, but I did post uh the members of the Countdown crew and the Breezy bunch. Uh, those are that that joined our channels I did and shout out to all the subscribers out there those that are first-time subscribers Make sure you hit the like button and don't forget to subscribe to the channel It's streaming on both channels So you guys can like and subscribe on two different channels at the same dang time if you are good with that Hey, John We have some news about the Niners, and I I don't know how – I don't like to say the word detrimental, but, like, I don't know how it may affect the 49ers. But there's an injury report going around with Debo Samuel and Jawan Jennings, and Kyle Shanahan came out and spoke on KNBR last night that, you know, they're questionable. Now, the word questionable suits probable – it's all one thing now. Um, And they're not listed doubtful. But they haven't practiced, um, and so I'm curious to get your thoughts on what you think will Debo play? Will Jawan Jennings play? Do they need to play? I don't know. It's a, Yeah. What is, what is John? Charlie so think?
1: one, I think both will play. Okay. If you go back to the start of the year, Week One, um, you know the new schedule, you have a full week off, and then you uh, from preseason to the NFL season, right? And George Kittle was in a very similar position. George Kittle didn't practice Wednesday. George Kittle didn't practice Thursday. He was limited Friday, went out there, suited up, and played a full, uh, you know, pace of snaps week one. The fact that Debo came in after he fell on the ball, and that's what this issue is, and if you've ever had your ribs hurt, man, that, that just takes time. It's what it is. And so the more rest, the better. Just give him the tie. It's not like he knows the playbook. Mm-hmm. He knows everything that's going on. Same thing with Juwan Jennings. So, the one thing I will say, you know, if we're looking for a silver lining, it's that Ronnie Bell, Ray Ray McLeod, Chris Conley. All these other guys are getting a lot of snaps in practice, which is good because at some point you're going to need that. Last week, they were getting snaps in place for Brandon Ayuk. This week, you're getting snaps in place for Debo and Jawan Jenny. And so we're building the depth at the wide receiver core. Um, But I st- I fully expect Debo. I would say probably 90% chance he plays. Juwan Jenny's a little bit more of a mystery, but I, I still think he'll be out there. I'd probably say 60% chance he plays. Uh, the questionable tag is supposed to designate a 50-50 decision, mm-hmm. but Shanahan, we know Shanahan. He- he's He's always tricky, tricky.
2: Well, last week we had the same, uh, you know, situation with with our, our another our number one wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, yeah. and he was listed questionable as well. And,
1: and- I was wrong on him because I thought he was going to play too. So I want to put that out there. I was wrong last week. I was right about Kittle week one. Uh, Debo, I would bet money he's playing. Jennings again, a little bit more of a mystery. But you're right. Uh, we were in this situation last week, and it didn't pan out like we thought it would. But I think the short week had a big reason for that.
2: Could be could be and i was going to bring that up and you you answered it and so like it could have been a short week this is an extra long week uh the 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 mystery though to this for debo is they snuck a knee injury in there and it didn't uh, it didn't flare up until they actually practiced on that monday and so i'm curious to know if that might be something to like you know would that lessen the chances if it was the ribs i would say 90 percent because i feel like maybe by now the ribs are you you, you pad them suckers up and maybe they, they could be good to go but now we're talking a knee, and we do know debo is probably the most aggressive football player in the league it was funny did you hear the interview with peter king and he was saying that he just doesn't see how long debo was going to last kind of like in the league if he continues to play as aggressive and i just Is there? there's probably truth to that, but that's just weird when you're talking about the most aggressive sport in the world. Like, how else do you play?
1: Well, Debo has, like, four or five times a year, like, everybody in the stands is like, oh, my gosh, is he dead? You know, like, what what happened? Because it's just overly dramatic in the middle of the field, and, you know, he got the breath knocked out of him. He's fine. He's back in on the play. But he leaves it all out there, you know? And so, you know, with guys like George Kittle and guys like... Debo these are questions you got to ask but at the end of the day it's it's the NFL's football you got to go out, Debo's never going to take it easy. George Kittle's never not going to be violent and that's what makes them so special. So you know for how long they're going to play I don't know. I will say this the one thing that I was I'm very pleased about with Debo is he's went in in new ways. his routes and his adjustments to the ball with the ball in the air this year have been phenomenally increased over what we saw the first uh, few years Agreed. of his career.
2: Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Uh, you could just tell, like, same mentality, uh, but just better conditioning, right? Same mentality, yeah. much better conditioning. I feel like he came into this season with a chip on his shoulder. Maybe what happened to him last season was the best thing that could have happened to him because you can tell that this guy has just said, hey, I got to start taking my career, my my life, my job little bit more seriously you can tell he's maturing um as well and now you're seeing some of the best football being played and and, and Debo I don't want I, I want I need Debo to play whether he he gets the targets or not because the one thing about Debo Samuel is you can always count on him to make a play I think that I think he is the new you know Michael Irvin coined the term the playmaker I think Debo is today's version of the playmaker. It's not just about being that wide receiver one, it's about being that weapon one. And I think Debo, if you give him the ball, if it's a screen, he you know he's going to do something dangerous with it. I feel like the NFL defenses have figured him out if he's going to run the ball behind a line of scrimmage. I think we need to kind of come up with a new game plan for that. But right. when he gets a screen, it's Debo versus All-11, and good luck.
1: I, I I think you're right. I mean, the, you go back to, I think it was the second quarter last week against the Giants where it was third and 13. You throw a screen, you get it. Then it was like third and f- 12 on that same drive. You throw a screen to CMC, and you get the first down. So, like, you, you chart and you build your defense and your game plan to force third and longs. But against the 49ers, when they're in third and long, it's just like, damn, what do this you do? is not where we want to be. Like for a defense. <laughs> like right. you did what you wanted, right? But are you happy? Like, is this is this the result you wanted? Because it's just difficult. I feel like Third and third. This is this is a stupid comment, but no, it makes it's not because I sense. know where you're going. I already know
2: where you're going. Go ahead.
1: I I would prefer, and I don't prefer, but it's closer than most teams. Third and thirteen is almost better than third and three sometimes for the
2: I, Niners. I, I I I I agree with you one thousand percent. And here's why. On third and thirteen, I feel like the Niners are like they're just going to send the house. They they're, yeah. they're going to over pursue. We're just going to throw the screen. I think Brock may be probably the best screen quarterback right now in the NFL. He knows it's coming and all of this is they get their blockers out front and then the the playmaker makes the play, right? On third and 3 though, they're going to play run, they're going to play pass. You got to kind of like outsmart them. Yeah. It's not really giving your playmakers a chance. You got to run a great route, right? Quick route, get open, ball's got to be accurate. If you run depending on the defense they might stack the box so it's it's it to me the percentages and it doesn't make any mathematical logical sense but the percentage of the Niners getting a first down on a third and 13 just
1: seems higher than getting it on a third and three yeah I'm with you I and you know sticking to this third down conversation I really wish we'd run the ball more on third downs I, I don't care if it's third and seven I don't care if it's third and three third and one Running the ball on third down just messes the defense up. As a defensive coordinator, I, I the biggest argument I ever got in with my coaching staff whenever I was a DC was, "Look, man, we will not be beat by the run play on third down." And my secondary coach wouldn't having it, and he's like, "Dude, we need more guys back there." And I was like, "I'm sorry," and so one time I gave in. And sure enough, they ran for a first down, and I lost my cool on the sidelines. It was probably one of the least John Chapman, like, favorable moments of my life. I still remember it.
2: That needs to, uh, that should have been recorded. We have to get ugh. a GoPro on you at some point to get those moments.
1: Those conversations were not so family-friendly as the uh, John and Wayne show, my friend. <laughs> a lot more four-letter words. A lot more four-letter words.
2: Can the 49ers win this game without Debo Samuel?
1: Yes. Yes
2: and we're going to get 100%. into 100%. And we're going to get into that. And that and I think that's the gist of today's show, right? So we got this matchup with the Cardinals, uh and and here's the thing, like when I'm thinking about the Cardinals, they're going to they're going to do two things, John. Two things. They're going to start off as fast as they can. They're going to play fast and they're going to play aggressive. Now, that has worked once so far, but they've been consistent in all three games, and being the aggressors, right? Consistent. It didn't work f- well for them uh, against the Giants. They must have ran out of gas or got got out aggressed. I guess that's the word. Would, whatever the word is, but you know what I'm trying to say. So, how long do you think that aggression is gonna last? You ever play Mortal Kombat the, like the oh newer my gosh. version? Remember, remember like Mortal Kombat three. They would have like that aggressor thing, but it would run out. You know what I'm saying? Like if you maxed it out. How long will it last against probably, in my opinion, the most aggressive team in football?
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more. Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify!
1: Yeah, that like you can show up and you can maximize your talent. And, you know, those things are huge. And I think the Cardinals have done very, very well. But they've ne- they've had one full game. You look at them against the Commanders, they had one good half. You look at them against the Giants, they had one good half. You look at them against the Cowboys, I'd say three good quarters. Can they consistently do that? Like we've seen, even with the Rams, the Rams came out and had a, a perfect half against the 49ers and still lost. By multiple scores. By multiple and I know the scores. final score was seven, but that field goal was so fugazi. Like, whatever. And, and so the Cardinals, man, I'm watching their tape, and I'm just like, okay, how are they doing this? Jonathan Gannon came in. You know, he was the D.C. with the Eagles and the National Championship game, all those things. He is using a committee very similar to the Niners, but even more so on that D-line. Nobody's got really over 100 snaps on that D-line. Like, they are Mm -hmm. rotating like crazy. And they're just throwing bodies out there, and it's every single series, it's a brand-new defensive front. And so he's trying to maximize, you know, just the energy, like you said, you know, just trying to keep that energy level up there. But they don't have the talent currently. And so we'll see. What's that going to look like against the Niners? This Niners team is far and above better than the Cowboys, and if you're like, well, the Cowboys are great, and that's cool, whatever. They're finesse. They're finesse. Look at their wide receivers, finesse. Mm-hmm. Look at their defense, finesse. finesse. Mm-hmm. It's Cowboys culture, finesse. It's Jerry Jones. It's look at their head coach, finesse. finesse. Mm-hmm. That they're they're soft. They're a seven on seven football team. The Niners are the most physical football team in the NFL, and it's not close.
2: I, I don't think people realize how physical this team is and how like we think that we're taking a beating because we play so physical. I mean you can start let's start on the defensive side. Let's go most aggressive players down. Uh, okay. uh we'll go we'll go back and forth and I'm starting because I'm gonna take yours. So yeah, you Dre are. Greenlaw. Yeah, You're yes. damn right I was taking yes. yours. It starts with Dre Greenlaw's physicality. Who give me another one? Who fun good would me, too? He would ooh, be number two. I'm going Fred <clears> Warner, <throat> number three.
1: Yeah. Uh after that, Demo. Oh my gosh. Demodor He's the most physical corner, maybe in the NFL. His nickname's the damn hyena. Hyena.
2: <laughs> I can't even do it like the hyena. <laughs> that was ooh, pretty good. Ooh, there we
1: Mufasa. go. I always think of
2: Mufasa. Mufasa. Ooh, say it again. Give me chills. <laughs> All right. So let's see if we can get five. I'm going to go with Javon Hargrave. After that, I'm going uh you know what? I'm going to go uh, Javon Kinlaw. I knew you were doing yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. knew you were doing it. I don't want people to think that we're leaving people out, but this is we're no. talking about aggression here. Um after after Kinlaw, I feel like we have gentle giants on the defense, but I'm going to go Nick Bosa there.
1: Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, Cleveland Farrell's a name that stands out to me. He's oh, just high so motor. physical. You remember high like motor. week one, oh, whenever yeah. they pulled their was it? Yes. No, it was it was the Rams. They pulled their tackle to kick out block, and he just lowered his shoulder and knocked him out of the game. Like he oh. is one of those guys. He's a military kid, raised in the military, and like physicality. Like, Cleveland Farrell's got some faults. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, look at Uncle, Uncle Saltie's
2: that we're parent – Listen, I remember seeing that movie. When did it come out? 1991? And then they re-released 94, it. 94. 94. And then they re-released it when my oldest son was a kid. So I seen Incredible. it again. And then I watched the newer version with my youngest son. I've seen it multiple times. So Incredible. whatever.
1: Um, Also, back-to-back shows, we have referenced Lion King, my friend.
2: We have Rafiki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So listen, uh, John, I feel like after the Nick Bosa the aggression dwindles on the defense but let's go offense because I feel like we may be able to match the same amount of players offensively I'll let you go first this time pick your number okay Debo Samuel
1: yeah uh Kyle Juszczyk like good god
2: Trent Williams
1: yeah Trent belongs there Spencer Burford is very physical
2: super aggressive
1: very aggressive
2: almost too aggressive to where sometimes he misses
1: his yeah, he gets assignment. His feet out. He gets his yeah. feet out or his weight out in front of his feet way too often, just trying to go for kill shots. I
2: thought I saw that too. I'm gonna it's go gonna with the, I'm gonna go with another wide receiver that you probably wouldn't have thought of, but I like Ronnie Bell's aggression.
1: It it showed early, man. It showed early. And we man. haven't seen
2: much of it, but I like it.
1: Yeah, I I I'm with you there. I'm gonna go, you know what? Again, another guy. Colton McKivitz, you watch that tape. Oh, I he love it. standing in the trenches, always punching people. Like I love it. I one love of my favorite it. things from him at West Virginia was he had the last contact one time. I was watching a game and I was like, "Who had the last hit on the play?" And I just started charting it, and I got to like twenty eight plays that he was the last person to make contact at the end of the whistle. Like he just he, he wants to Virginia, make people mad. That's right,
2: Mountain Mama. Country road. I hey, wanted to sing with you, but I didn't want home. to mess it up. Listen, um, I gotta go CMC. I don't think there's an is a more aggressive running back in the NFL. We may have
1: more aggressive players on the offense, and that's a problem. Good problem. And that's that's something that's kind of new. He was a finesse guy for the most part. Like he was always d- doing, you know, screens and running routes and all that stuff. I really feel like this year he has been angry, and, and I don't know why, but I freaking love it. That Akela Witherspoon, whatever, he got up in his face and, you know, shut your you – know, uh-huh. all those words. You, he said, shut your <laughs> – up. Yep, he did twice, twice.
2: Then he said, sit your <laughs> – down.
1: <laughs> That's what he did. I love it, man. Um, I'm going Brandon Ayuk. I can't believe uh- we haven't said him yet. And then we got to go with
2: Juwan Jennings.
1: Golly, man! I feel like the offense
2: is more aggressive than the D. And can I put? Can we both agree on this? This last offensive player, Brock Purdy. Ooh, I feel the aggression. I, but I feel the aggression. I feel the anger. I feel he's still pissed off that he was drafted in the with the last pick. He's humble. That don't mean he's not mad. I feel he is trying to put the whole NFL on blast each and every week without throwing for four hundred yards. That's scary. That like that's something that that's an aggression that I would be a little bit worried about if I was the opposing
1: team. And we we've seen it because. When that dude makes plays, he don't hold back on the field. Now we get the press conference, Brock Purdy, you know, <laughs> combed over hair and shoulder shrugs. Yeah, you get that. <clears throat> That's not who he is on the field. He, Absolutely he's, not. He's right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's it's ice. The, yeah, he's going after it, man. I and need him to dude. do
2: one of these. Like the 007, like after a play. Like, because we call him Glock Purdy. I just need him to do it one time.
1: Yeah, were, and, and shout out to uh, the Kyle Juszczyk touchdown checker Twitter page. Uh, uh-huh. 300 days ago, today, was wow. Brock Purdy's first touchdown to Kyle Juszczyk, which I knew that dude was special. He throws his first touchdown pass to Kyle Juszczyk, and before Juice goes into the end zone, he turns around and starts walking back to the huddle with the finger up. He didn't even watch the dude score a touchdown. He knew he as knew. soon as he threw it.
2: He knew. Mm, that, something that's, special there. That's aggression. Listen, we got a couple super chats. Eddie G and the Bulldogs in the
1: building. Go so what's up? Go Dubs.
2: What's up, my, my guys? It's Friday. Got my NGNT Nitty Gritty Niners shirt on at work. Appreciate you letting them know. I smell a dub cooking. Let's effing go. Can't wait to party in Jacksonville, baby. Four and O on the way. I like that people are feeling, like, confident, uh, in this particular game I know it's a divisional game I know it's going to be tough We're going to get down to some key matchups After these contributions And then we're going to break down How the Niners are going to beat the Cardinals But I love I'm loving the confidence from the faithful
1: Yeah it's th- That's the thing and, You know we, We're looking forward to Jacksonville as well Frank Gore is coming out to party with us Which is going to be awesome uh, You want to come hang out with us 49ersRushRoadTrip.com uh, Go check it out We got tickets for every event that we do But yeah man It's I had a conversation this morning uh, with Crocker, and I was like, man, when you, we got to get you out. And he's like, all right, I'm coming out of Jacksonville. So, like, you look at this schedule, and nobody picks the Arizona game as a, I don't know, staple game that's a marquee matchup. We play them twice every year. They've been bad. But, man, if we get this dub, Wayne, and I think we are, I think it puts the NFL on notice even more so. Everybody's got us one or two in the power rankings, but you win this game, that NFC West schedule, oh, it's it just it's in motion. Nine yeah, straight division wins?
2: Ooh. It it sounds like it's a, it sounds like they'll be on their way to going 6 and 0 again. Um and I know we haven't played the Seahawks yet, but when you look at the 49ers, it's a different Seahawks team. It's a Geno Smith-led Seahawks team. And the Niners beat him three times in one season. I'll let, that, I'll, I'll, that. I'll let that sink in. And then when you talk about the other teams, I just, I I want Kyle Shanahan to be prepared for the kitchen sink. He hasn't played Gannon yet, unless you want to go back to the NFC Championship game. But come on, man. Like, he really didn't. I mean, what was Kyle Shanahan supposed to do without a quarterback? Let's just keep it a buck. And Gannon knew that. And Gannon kept teeing off. And I get it. You dominate. You win by any means necessary. Cool with it. But you, if you think for one second that Kyle Shanahan isn't going to come out aggressive and guns blazing, when you said Debo's playing, Debo is playing. I'm going to tell you why Debo's playing. They remember.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: I'll leave it at that. Remember that interview? Remember the interview? I know you remember the interview. And remember when they kept asking Debo and he walked off the set? He was like, man, I'm out. They're tired of it. Like we we all saw what happened, so let's stop talking about it and let's get down to the get down. Now that's between the Eagles, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is because guess who the Eagles' defensive yeah. coordinator was at the time?
1: Jonathan Gannon. He was the one that was he he was he was flapping them gums. So interesting, Michael Pickle. Oh my on? man, I went to college what's, with this guy.
2: That's so dope, yo. He was he was smarter
1: than you, wasn't he? Oh, that's low bar, bro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you read this one. John.
1: He says, you all rock. Can't wait for Arizona. Wife got me tickets to the rush road trip. That's what's up, man. That's going to be man. that Arizona trip's going to be off the hook because we didn't go there last year. We were in uh, Mexico City. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah, shout out to the wifey. Congrats to you guys. Newly married couple. Happy for y'all. Uh, can't wait to hang out in person again. It's been several years, man. Um Last time we hung out, real quick story. You know Chuck B. You know Charles. Yep, yep. Uh, was at Charles's wedding uh, for his day. Yeah, we, we had a good time. Michael's a good dude. Good dude. The ego. I haven't heard
2: from Chuck since they beat us, actually. Hey. He's been. Okay. Don't worry. We'll be, we'll be talking week 13. I'm, I'm for oh, sure yeah. of it. Christy Marie in the building. Just sending some love. Let's go, Niners. Super Bowl in Vegas, Baby. I need, I need the Niners to be in Vegas because then I can go see the Niners and Usher at the same damn time. Like it's going,
1: that would be an amazing time. I'm a big Usher guy, man. Huge. When Usher my way guy. came out. My I had the stack stereos that I saved my money. I was working. No, you did. No, you didn't. I did. I did. I had like the stack box and man, I, I listened to that on repeat. no skipping songs. One day. I think it was nine. Oh, on that. Yeah. That,
2: that album was dope. That was Jermaine Dupri all day. Uh, that album was dope. I ain't even going to start. That album was dope. All right. Ishmael, this one's for you, John. Happy Friday. Go ahead and read that, baby.
1: This year has 2019 feeling. was a little frustrated off slow start years of the past. Can't wait to see both guys, both of you guys versus the Cowboys. Man, Cowboys going to be, I'm pumped, man. I'm so excited about that game. I'm excited about the tailgate, and I'm probably most excited about hanging out for your music video, man.
2: I, john i appreciate that man i'm so nervous and uh, i've done it plenty of times before but not not for myself i used to produce artists and, and manage them and stuff but i'm gonna i'm gonna do it we're gonna do we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and ishmael hopefully you'll be a part of that saturday morning john i just don't want to look past this game yet though no i want to i want to give them a black eye a bloody nose some bruised ribs so that they won't even try to play the second time when we play them again. You know, you get what I'm saying? We're relatively fully healthy, and I expect the 49ers to lay the hammer. I think in my reel, I said, I'm not expecting a blowout, but I'm definitely expecting a beatdown, baby.
1: You look at, like, for us, it's easy to look ahead. We're fans, it's what we do. But like I said, you watch the tape. They're a good football team. They're a division opponent—you don't overlook division games like ever. So, like people keep saying, "Oh, Niners gonna overlook—it's a trap game, trap game." Hell no, it's not. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's they took three of our damn players off our <laughs> roster. I love it. I love it.
2: I love it. I—I—I I, I feel like you're—I I know I know why you're angry, mm. but you won't let it out. But I want you to have this moment. I'm going <laughs> to put myself on mute and pause, and whatever I can do for you to have a moment, John. Tell them why you mad, son. We're going back to Mad Rapper days. Tell them why you mad that they took three of our players. There's a player they took that you're mad about. Let's go. One
1: of my favorite players. So last year, every single time we champion an undrafted free agent that we just we love. They're our guy, and we just root for him like crazy. Last year, there were two guys that I fell in love with right off the bat. Jordan Mason, that's panned out well, and Quantrez Knight. You go to any freaking practice, training camp, press conference, community event, Q nights right up front. Dude's never had a bad play for the 49ers, back-to-back preseasons. He's out there changing his position like crazy. He All he does is play freaking awesome. Sadly, the Niners did not elevate him when they had the opportunity. They went with Trey Swelling. That was a gigantic mistake. Now Trey Swelling's not on any NFL roster. They took Quantrez Knight. They took him. They took my boy. <laughs> and so I am pissed and I, I'm happy for Q and I hope he gets some playing time. And, you know, he's on their active roster. He was never on ours. So, like, he's getting paid and that makes me happy. But, yes, I am pissed off. And I, this year was they took ugh, your guy. I I, I kind of joined your undrafted free agent. And so I I, I have to kind of. I but got, it's I funny call.
2: because he was your
1: guy first.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how do you not root for your own guy from your own
1: college? I didn't know I didn't understand. Talking about Deshaun Jameson, he's a longhorn. I yeah. liked him. Uh, I like some of the other guys more. That, okay. And I thought he was just gonna be a special teamer. I didn't know he was gonna ball out at the corner position like he did, and then we let him go. Oh. <laughs>
2: Hey, the cool uh, thing is, you know, we're not all believers at first. We have no. to be converted into a believer. That's what faith is all about, right? And you became converted, you saw some works done, and you were like, okay, okay. But you knew he had yeah. the potential. He had the he speed did. for sure coming he out of did.
1: It, My thing is this, and shout out to the community. When Q Night got picked up, I don't know how many DMs, like people were legit concerned about my well being. And I was like, man, these people are legit. And I appreciate everybody for reaching out because we do. We get attached to these guys. We do. You know, I got more people reached out on the Q night deal than they did the Trey Lance trade.
2: Well, I'm hoping people understand that. And I'm glad you brought that up like that. I was literally like, I was attached to Trey Lance. Like I was, like I was gonna root for him no matter how bad the shit looked. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? I was gonna, hey, he just needs an opportunity. Hey, and unfortunately, he's no longer here and he's off to another team. Which now he's now the enemy, right? And so now can't I don't root have for to, him anymore. Can't root, can't root for him, him. anymore, no, right? I and can, that's, boys. that's the rule and people i'm hope and i'm hoping people understand that it's not that i'm jumping on the brock purdy train but he's my quarterback so i'm yeah. going to support and push brock purdy he's the guy that's what we do we support our guys a lot of people like q night i like you made me a q night believer then i started like really seeing why and now i'm saying to myself dang will he get the opportunity to play against his old team this week
1: we'll see he, he ain't got the snaps yet but he's just been with the team just over a week and a half so um, yeah, their safety positions and a mess. It's a mess. Budabaker's out. He's incredible. Um, look at Adam. He says, My Shout guy out Wayne my out here making waves. Love yeah. to see it. Shout out to the Facebook community showing up. That's what's up. I
2: know. That's something like rare, but Adam, that's my guy. Like he's the he's the Celtics king. You know what I'm saying? You want NBA king on top of that. He just knows NBA like you know football. That's that's exactly it's funny. I have you for football.
5: Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: And when I want to learn about pin downs and ghost screens and backdoor, whatever, around I go to him, even though I don't want to learn it because it's the most boring shit in the world. But at the end of the day, I know what I see. I'm out of my eyes. I got the eye test. But I love Adam. He's on point. And it's so funny that I have you and I have him in the pillars of my favorite two sports in the whole entire world. So I appreciate you guys. Listen. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I never said I wasn't on the Purdy train. Oh, well, I guess I kind of did. But my point was, I'm supporting him, and I'm promoting, and I'm pushing him. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm on the train. I guess right. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, all aboard, baby.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not that I'm not. I'm not pushing for him. If I'm pushing him, I'm on the train. So I said the wrong thing. It was just that I was trying to say that I had supported Trey Lance while he was here, and now he's not. Bye-bye, like next next stop, and that's how it goes. Next train, you know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely on the train, Charlie. So my apologies if I said the wrong thing. We got a bunch of Super Chats, so let's keep these going. Appreciate Uh,
1: all the generosity, man. For
2: sure. Uh, Bobo, are you guys seeing the Seahawks as a true threat?
1: If they didn't have to play us, maybe. They just don't match up well with us. The only reason why they had so much success for so long was Russell Wilson just had the 49ers number. Didn't matter who our DC was. Didn't matter who we had out there. Didn't matter who our head coach was. Didn't matter what team he was on. He even beat us last year with the damn Denver Broncos, one of the worst teams of all time. That dude left. They've had no success since. I'm sorry I'm not a Geno believer. I'm I'm happy for him. I like his story, all those things. His style of play does not beat this 49ers defense. Doesn't do it. So if they didn't have to play us, sure. They got to play us twice, double no. I I think
2: I agree with you. Like, the personnel is different. The head coach is the same. So, like, that's the only concern. Like, what is Pete Carroll going to plan for the Niners this time? He's not going to want to – have that losing streak like a Sean McVay that's not in his DNA like his DNA is a little different but he doesn't have that physicality of a defense he had with the Legion of Boom and he doesn't have a Russell Wilson he has a Geno Smith so if I'm looking at personnel to personnel they're just not better than us do they have some talented players yeah I love Derek Metcalf I still like TJ uh uh, Lockett I still they have some guys Kenneth Walker is pretty damn good yeah, so they have some guys, but we got
1: some dogs. They got the worst, one of the worst D lines in the NFL. In the you're,
2: NFL? You're not
1: going to beat the 49ers. You're not going to stop us from running with one of the worst defensive lines in the NFL. I'm sorry. And they're banking on Jamal Adams to come back and be a 10 double digit sack guy. Maybe he will be, but I'm sorry. We got a kittle. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, right, right.
2: We have. We have guys that can we have guys that are ready to like bust through. That's the wrong term. I'm just not even gonna finish saying that, but I know you know where I'm coming from. All right, so Uncle Salty will cap this off. <laughs> go ahead and read this one.
1: John. What's up, Salty? He's one of the best there is. Greetings Greatest. from the Pacific Northwest. Anticipating a tough game, but a win to go 4-0. Stay Salty. John. It's not just a mood. It's a lifestyle. There we go, man. And if you know anything, he lives true to his name. I don't know who called you Uncle Salty first, but they deserve lots of drinks. And if I know anything about Salty, I'm sure you have hooked them up with several adult beverages. Uh, Salty, you're the man. Looking forward to hanging out uh, Seattle week, my friend
2: shout out to my man charlie with the pause i i just didn't even want to finish it off because i already <laughs> knew i'm gonna get all the dms in the world and uh charlie i appreciate that yeah but thank See, you for i've the started
1: listening to him. I i record with you i started listening to them the
2: i just didn't even complete the sentence i just feel like the niners can burst bubbles <laughs> Like, no, my, my point is you could send oh, whatever you want and they have something that could counter it. That there I don't you know go. how to say that any in any other kind of way, but that's what it is. Like, they have counterattacks. We should have called today's show counterattacks because that's what we have because that's what I need to know. John, how will the Niners attack the Cardinals? I can't wait till you give it to me, baby.
1: All right. So. Let's look at just what they've done. You want to start offense or you want to start defense for the 49ers? Let's Which go, one?
2: let's go offense and let's cap okay. it off with the D. Pause.
1: So here's the, and you can talk about how great the Cardinals are. They are 29th out of 32 teams in allowing first downs, they are 29th in third down percentage at 50%. So they're allowing teams to sustain long drives. The chat is blowing up on Wayne. This is hilarious. Um, Here's the problem. They cannot get off the damn field. They can't. Their whole thing is bend, don't break, buckle up into the red zone. But if you let the 49ers constantly get into the red zone, you're going to be in trouble because you can't keep pace with our offense. So my thing is just sustained drives. I, I think that is just huge. 29th and first downs allowed, 29th and third down percentage. This is the 49ers have built their entire offensive philosophy on positive efficient playing plays move the chains. And so, they just
2: they needed the right key piece to make sure that that stays the game plan, right? Cuz that's what right. to me, I'm not saying Brock Purdy won't ever be elite. I'm not saying that he's not trending towards eliteness, but the, but the thing that he does best is he finds a way to remain efficient. I don't care if he throws an overthrow down the field. I don't care if it's a third and 15. He's going to figure it out. And he's gonna. And that is, that is his gift. I think that's his gift.
1: And I think it's because of who he's surrounded by. Didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. No, always. Now, look at their defensive line. I was just talking trash on Seattle. Their entire defensive line. Now, PFF is just a snapshot, but whatever. Their entire defensive line is in the bottom half of the league. And as far as rankings go, their top ranked defensive lineman is Ledbetter, who's their best player. Um, He's sixty-sixth out of 128 defensive tackles like that's their highest ranked player. So their coaching staff's doing a good job putting them in very good positions. They just don't have the talent to compete with a physical team. And so offensively, you punch them in the damn mouth repeatedly. Uh, That's another reason why I think Debo wants to play like this is a Debo game.
2: Yeah, this is the Angry Birds game. And if you ever play Angry Birds, you already know what time it is. Uh, They might be pigs you're trying to punch in that game. But this is this is an angry game. This is a divisional game. Yes. Divisional games, way more than regular games, other games. And so, I mean, all games, you know, you want to win. But it's something about you win a division, you win a spot in playoffs.
1: You're in. You win the division, you're in the playoffs. That That's – everything starts there. Now let's flip the script. Let's look at the 49ers kind of going against their offense, which their offense is much better than their defense. And their quarterback has been on fire, has yet to throw an interception. We've said that about a lot of quarterbacks playing against the 49ers. And guess what? Every damn one of them, it, Mitch threw his first interception against us. You got Stafford through his first Stafford interception. His against first interception. us. You got Daniel Jones threw lots of interceptions. So that's a different one. But, it's going to happen again this 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 week. It, their offensive line is their problem. They want to be a physical team offensively, but not at the wide receiver position. They have the softest finesse wide receivers, Rondale Moore. Uh, now, they got Wilson from Stanford this Stanford. year, who's, who's awesome. He's a dog. I he like He is him. a dog. But he doesn't fit in that room. Like You've got a lot of just small kind of 2-2 Atwell type speed. guys out there. Yeah. yeah, speed. Smaller speed guys. But James Conner's a man. That dude is a freaking man. Second highest rated running back on pro football focus. But the thing is this. Yeah, he's tough as hell. He's not tougher than Trey Greenlaw and Fred Warner. So at what they're trying to do, we do better. It's it's their strength against our strength, but we're stronger at that one. So the only way that they're going to have success is if Dobbs rushes for like 60 plus yards. Mm -hmm. They were able to shut down Daniel Jones. Last week, that was Dre Greenlaw. They did it twice. Dre Greenlaw made tackles out in space, and then they just quit calling those plays because Greenlaw was there. So the Niners defense has been working on this, and you know, I hate that he was missing practices this week, but I'm not concerned. If Dre Greenlaw's out there, mobile quarterbacks better beware. Dre Greenlaw can miss all the practices that he needs to and wants
2: to because he's, he's earned the right to miss those practices. Now, I like his humility because he wants to be out there, I'm just saying I'd rather have Drake Greenlaw good to go on a Sunday, Thursday, or Monday night than for him to practice because he is the key to stopping the mobility of the quarterback. And I know a lot of people are going to be worried about Joshua Dobbs, and I get it, but they're going to keep Josh in the pocket. and then And here's why. Because you're going to have the edges concaving around him. Josh is going to have to step up. Once he steps up, he's probably nine times out of ten going to step up into the middle of the pressure which is what the Niners have a lot of it doesn't matter if it's Hargrave it doesn't matter if it's Armstead it doesn't matter if it's Kinlaw. it doesn't matter if it's Kevin Givens the interior is there and so like that to me he's gonna have to like really try to figure out how to run you may see a couple of design runs this week but I think the Niners will be prepared
1: yeah and just sticking on that theme if you look at the probably our a snap rate percentage, like our last defensive tackles, Kevin Givens, our last defensive end is Carrie Hyder Jr. They would both start on this team. So our last two defensive line positions, not that I'm like throwing shade at those two guys. They're awesome. Our last two are better than their top two defensive linemen, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think that's huge. And Cleveland Farrell. I, I think Cleveland Farrell's is going to get a lot more snaps this week over Drake Jackson just because of the rush lane integrity. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but for me, I want Cleveland Farrell out there just a little bit more. Not saying Drake shouldn't be out there or that Drake won't whatever, but their snap shares right at the, right now, Drake Jackson's like two more snaps a game over Cleveland Farrell. I think probably Cleveland might get seven or eight more than Drake Jackson this week.
2: Yeah, because you're talking about making sure the containment stays out there on the edge, whether it's the running back, whether it's the quarterback. And I could get it. I think you'll see more Drake Jackson on third and longs, right, when right. they're going to just tee off and go out there and try to get that quarterback. So we'll see what happens. But I see a lot of people were, you know, are we going to see the beer front? I, I think they. I think we play Steve Wilkes football. They have a lot of speed, all right? When you talk about Rondell Moore, Greg Dortch, if he gets any burn, we're talking about uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. They have a lot of speed at, at the yes. wide receiver position. The Niners all season have been playing Ben, don't break, don't get beat deep. You'll see guys play off. You'll see guys press man. I see a lot of press man on a Michael Wilson. I see a lot of off play on some of their other wide receivers. And it makes sense, right? Because you're not trying to give up the big play down the field, which Josh Dobbs is willing to take a shot which I, we kind, I kind of want him to attempt it because then he'll be more inaccurate throughout the game. His completion percentage will go down and it's going to force him to throw the ball. But, you know, I'm not worried about the run. I just feel like, I know James Conner is a man-man, but he's got to play against two man-men, if that makes any sense. <laughs> like, he, he got to play Many against... Manny-man. <laughs> hey, wish <laughs> that <death laughs> upon me. You can't make me switch balls <laughs> like that. Woo! That was when 50 uh, Cent was hot oh like, he
1: was awesome man.
2: get rich or die trying hot so like like fred warner dre greenlaw the, the safeties the defensive line they hit they hit hard and let's just talk about the last time james Conner went off on the niners because none of them guys was there like none of them he had a good game almost yeah, 100 two and a half believe. years
1: ago yeah, yeah it was, it was exactly
2: What did he do last year? He played only once last year. He was hurt one time and then played one. I think he played in Mexico City or something like that. But he was a non-factor. And I think that's what the Niners are going to do. Make him a non-factor. Force Josh Jobs to throw the ball accurately. Same way they beat Stafford. Same way they beat Daniel Jones. and And uh, He's
1: going to have his plays. Like, he's going to make plays. And I think their trade for him was awesome. Uh, Props to them. But at the end of the day, you got to look at it and say, "Man, can you do it consistently?" That's the thing. Can they do that consistently? You you brought up James Conner. He didn't play against us Week 18, but in Mexico City, he had 14 carries for 42 yards. That's three yards a carry. Are you kidding me? Three yards a carry, which was his worst all year. Same running backs. Nothing's changed.
2: They got the same backs, bro. The only thing. The only thing. I would say Kyle Shanahan and, well, Steve Wilks, the only thing he needs to be prepared for, excuse me, is Rondell Moore or Greg Dortch out of the backfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Dorch kinda he had that game against us. Against us, I, I, right? I think he had like eight, eight or nine catches. I mean he was he was doing some things. But if Greg Dorch is gonna be the guy that beats you, then so be it. Like mm-hmm. let's be it's Greg Dorch. Like that's that's a made just, up name. That's not I'd a real write. person.
2: <laughs> I just want to limit my keys always to limit the explosive plays. So just be aware of the the non-factors on their team, like, to be be aware, because that's – I don't want to get caught sleeping, John,
1: is what I'm trying to say. And they're not sleeping. There's no damn way they're going to. Not after – Steve Wilkes, the DC, is suing the damn team. (laughs) Like, legit – like, there is so much animosity in this game. Like, nah, bro, nah. Like,
2: nah. I love it. I love it, John. Let's get to some of these questions in the chat. I try to do my best when John is going on a rant or he's talking, I try to highlight some of the things that, <clears throat> excuse me, the people are saying out there. Uh, Oh, shout out to, oh, we got a, we got a, a shout out to Waysta. Is there, oh, Waysta, Waysta? What's I like that. I like it too. <clears throat> I like the emoji. Yes, my first live watch from the UK. Love you guys, this community. Thanks for your insight. Love it, man. Give him the air horn. <laughs> First time,
1: UK is in the building. That's what's up, man. I, and with so many awesome people from across the pond, and hopefully this won't be your your last one. Join us again for a live stream. We appreciate you guys. Uh, it's so it's awesome.
2: Bobo has a question for you. Why is Wilkes suing the cards?
1: Uh, so whatever he was head coach there, um, their general manager got suspended for a DUIs. Uh, I think is what it was, and so he wasn't allowed to be around the team. The owner. Went and bought burner phones. That's the first red flag, right there. Don't buy burner phones, something bad's about to happen. They were
2: watching the wire. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. They were, yeah, season two and three. And so, uh, uh, anyway, so like, and then they he for the owner forced Wilkes to text and call the GM Steve Kime during his suspension. And, like, wouldn't allow Steve Wilkes to, like, make the decisions and whatever else and just, you know, all those things. So forced him to kind of go against the NFL. And this is a little bit – this is a part of – what's his name's The D.C. up in Minnesota, Brian Flores. Yes. Lawsuit. So he kind of joined in there to show support on how – they're not supporting their coaches, and, you know, they were tanking and all this other stuff and whatever. So it's just a shady franchise. Michael Bidwell, the owner, is just another reason why I won't work in the NFL. He's dog trash. Um, he Um He's not as bad as, like, Jerry Jones or, you know, some of the other owners out there, but he, he's, he's not a good owner. Doesn't support his team. Well, I know who does support their team. The Yorks, baby. The Yorks, baby. Which is crazy because – they didn't used to, and they were seen as like totally negative. They were villains, but they turned it around. They turned yeah. it around. And... They were like
2: villains from a, a a superhero movie or something. Like they just they just seemed weird. But they had an epiphany.
1: Yeah,
5: they or did. they had
2: they, they and, and they gave it to their their son. And Jed wasn't the greatest in the beginning, and then he realized, let me stick to business and let me get the football guys in here.
1: And it's been awesome. He came to our party last year. How cool is that, man? Yeah. Wayne wasn't at that one. Now he's no. mad. Yeah, that, that was one <laughs> I of saw the ones. Face. I saw Be- the face. Because, like, you text
2: me, hey, Jed York's here. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> cool. Did he pay for our food? Did he pay for our drink? No, I'm just playing. No, nah, but he was there. Um, what's up, Corey? I see you guys out there. John, uh, can you give me a couple of key matchups you're interested to watch in this game?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, anytime one of my favorite players in this past draft, we had no chance at getting, was Paris uh, Johnson Jr. the right tackle. And, oh, the right. You know, tackle. they traded back. I couldn't believe they got him there. He's a hell of a player. He's playing at right tackle. He hasn't been great early on, but anytime you get to see a rookie, you know, and he's he's Ohio State, and guess what? He gets to go against Ohio State guy Nicholas John Bosa. That's just going to be fun because it's blue chip on blue chip. You look mm. at this cardinals team there's not a lot of blue chippers there's there's a lot of nfl journeymen and they're just piecing things together but paris johnson jr is a blue chip guy and so to see him going against uh nick bosa i'm pretty pumped about that one kaiser white let's go the other side there, linebacker he was the one up in uh Bill. he's a dog he fits yeah. he was up yeah. in west virginia Billy. guy i believe yeah he was up in face. And you know, talking trash against him—he's the one that got the pick and all that stuff. So, Kaiser White—I want to see what Brock Purdy does to him. I think that's huge. And again, just trying to find these blue chip prospects matchups. Now, if you want to look at something to exploit, Josh Woods, the linebacker next to Kaiser White, has a twenty-five point nine PFF score. That's yeah. out of a hundred, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Get McCaffrey. That's the that's and see, this is the stuff that Kyle Shanahan. Owns in on, pays attention to. You'll see CMC in the backfield. Next thing you know, he's going to go out. They're going to be in that package. He's in, their, he's in their base and their nickel package, correct?
1: Yeah, Uh. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Right, and so when they he's do their that, two. he's their number two, and that's why I asked that question. And so when they do that, like, that's the mismatch that Kyle Shanahan's going to look. Uh, expect CMC to have another big game. Uh, Kittle
1: <laughs> right behind him. They're Kittle just going to or- put him in the – it's that – Phil Real, Jackson triangle, that triangle. You know What I mean, yeah. And so you're going to have Ayuk behind him. You're going to have Kittle there, and you're and they're just going to literally. Kyle Shanahan's at his best whenever there's a poor linebacker. Think about Blake Martinez and the Packers. Uh, RIP Packers. They're done forever. Um, it ruined that man's career. You, you remember the 2019 Mostert game? That was all at Blake Martinez. Everything was, was there. They
2: they took it. Yeah, they took advantage of it.
1: Ruined his career. Ruined his yeah. career. And. They're going to be able to – they did the same thing to – what's it called? The Rams last year. Every single time we played the Rams. And so, yeah, Josh Woods, man, uh, linebacker, he's in for a tough one. Um, I'm just saying. Good luck to you, bro.
2: All right, John. Uh, Which player from the Niners is going to
1: have the best game? Gosh, man. Offensively and defensively. (sighs) I'm going to go a little chalk here because if Debo's even a little bit – Injured, CMC's got to get all those extra carries. This is going to be a heavy CMC game, Mm. uh, much more so than what we've already seen. He's on pace for like 2,400 scrimmage yards. But yeah, he could break Jerry Rice's record for most consecutive games with a touchdown. touchdown. He's getting that touchdown, no doubt about it. Um, he's going to be huge. And I'm going Hufunga on the other side, man. Oh, look at this. I didn't even see the comment. Yeah.
2: Look at the Senga timing. Is on it too. Hoping Hufunga has another interception. Hufunga leads the 49ers in interceptions with two this year. So will he keep his streak? Will he will he get another one? I'm he believing. had four so. last year. Right. He had four last year. He's on pace of breaking that record, right? crazy so many things a lot of people are saying kiddo offensively uh i'm gonna go with nicholas john bosa on the defense he got one sack last week i don't care what anybody says don't be stopping no damn forward progress that was a safety but i get it i understand the rule i think he's going to get into the face of dobbs a couple of times he's going to get a couple of sacks uh for for nicholas john bosa and then on the offensive side I'm going to go with the player no one's mentioning. I know everybody's high on CMC, but I think this is Elijah Mitchell game, and I wouldn't be
1: surprised if he ends up with two touchdowns in this game. I'd be happy with that, man. I want Mitchell to get more work. I really, really do. And, yeah. and I got to say this. Kittle's got five touchdowns in his past three games against the Cardinals. Two, Yeah, yeah. So this, this is a game from
2: Brock Purdy. This is a game <laughs> – Wait, three of them, I think. Two of them were from Brock Purdy, or three of them. I can't remember which one it was. But this is a game where I just feel like the Niners have to do one thing, John. They're going to get into the red zone, and they have to score touchdowns. And that is my only concern. Keep the Cardinals out of the red zone because they are a 60% finishing team in the red zone where the Niners are closer to 50% uh, in the red zone. And that's my only concern. Only yeah. concern.
1: I, I just I, – I think – they're going to have success at some point, but can it be consistent success? Mm. I love the adjustments Steve Wilkes has made that. I am so pleased with Steve Wilkes as the DC uh, that Rams game. I was red hot the first half and I, I was just like, man, Steve Wilkes better fix it. Better fix it. Fix it completely. Um, I like well,
2: he's, this. Question he's he's right fixed here. it in every game, right? He's he showed yeah. the he didn't have to adjust much in the first game. But the second game, he made the adjustments. The third game, he made the adjustments. They started off giving up the underneath, and then they tightened it up even quicker than they did in the Rams game. They didn't even want to let it get to how the Rams game. So I saw the adjustments very early from from Wilkes. And some of it, you got to chalk it up to the players for just knowing what's going on out there on the football field. So a round of applause to the actual players. <laughs> Roy, Roy, Roy Meister, do you think Ronnie Bell will play Love the show, guys. We love you, bro. We love you. Do you think Ronnie Bell will play? 100%. One hundred percent, one thousand percent. Can't go a yes. thousand, though, right? It's the same sort of it's the relative, same. same. Yeah, one hundred percent. You guys heard Kyle Shanahan? They asked Kyle Shanahan this question about Ronnie Bell. It was like, so does he have to continue to prove? You know, such and such. I'm, I know I'm paraphrasing it. And what was Kyle Shanahan's response?
1: Already did it. <laughs> already done. He already done it already happened oh
2: man so it's gonna be excellent it's gonna be a good game guys what is it 4 4 p.m start 4 25 it's always a weird number after the four
1: 1 p.m here 1 okay so it's
2: okay so one fifteen. so 4 15 p.m eastern standard time start sunday john let's close this out you're gonna give me your score prediction and then you're gonna take us home thank you everybody for tuning in truly appreciate you guys
1: i haven't finished my my score prediction yet so i'm gonna go a little off the cuff but man Niners stick with 30 points it, it's just gonna happen um i'm gonna go 33 to 17 33, 33 to 17. 17 and i think some of that's some trash time but uh 33 17.
2: i i'm gonna go i wanna i wanna i wanna i wanna dip into the 40s but i think it's too early for that so I'm going to go 38 Ooh. to 10. Ooh.
1: I would like that very much.
2: 38 to 10. I like yours better. I like yours, but I, <laughs> I I I don't think they give up 17 points. I think the defense would be really if well, you know what? If they did give up 17 points, Dallas isn't scoring against the Niners. Like I I can tell you that would be the fire on the defense.
1: Oh, I see, yeah, I see what you're
2: saying. Yeah, like you get what I mean?
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: I'm going 10. I'm w- bro. Bam. That's it. I'm telling you. That's going to be it. John, take us home, man. What a great Friday. You guys always rock. Can't wait to get this game. Can't wait to break it down with you, bro. Take us home, baby.
1: Yeah, guys, I, I just want to say this. I'm uh, very thankful for the community for Wade for allowing this opportunity and this space to exist. Shout out to the man. I'm repping my Wade Breezy t-shirt Appreciate and the residency you. hat. Go Come to on, the website. Let's Bam. go. Residency.com,
2: uh, SF Breezy, $5 off. Go to the website, TWBEN.com backslash shop. The description is in, I mean, the link is in the description of the show.
1: Love it, man. So, having said all those things, you take care of your business. You're here with us. Niners take care of business this week. Probably going to be the 38 to 10 that Breezy just said. But until next time, we love y'all. We appreciate all y'all do. And until we get that 4-0 start, baby, stay strong faithful
2: be sippin' gold bar whiskey on the rocks. And a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 7-1 Chevy beat tippin' non-stop. Soundin' like Trick Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop, we be bangin' through your speaker. Wayne Breezy on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune into my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy the phone I preacher.